ಪರಮಾತ್ಮನಮೇಕ ಜಗದ್ಬೀಜಮಾಕಾರಮಂಕಾರವೇದ್ಯತೋಜಾತೆ ಪಲ್ಯತೆ ಯಶ್ಯಂ ತಮೀಶಂ ಭಜೇಲೀಯತೆ ಯಶ್ಯಂ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಐ ಅಡೋರ್ ದಿ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ದ ವನ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರೈಮೋರಿಯಲ್ ಸೀಡ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸ್ the desireless and the formless who is realized through the divine mystic symbol om from whom the universe comes into being and by whom it is sustained and into whom it dissolves om peace 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 be unto us all so today our topic is the faith faith and reason this is a problem and this is also a solution faith and reason these are the two important tools in our spiritual life at the same time this is also a great great hindrance to the spiritual growth if not understood properly first of all if one has genuine faith trust and love for god and that is called in sanskrit shraddha in god then what is needed more if one has my question is this if one has tremendous love respect and faith in the divine not any superficial then what is to be attained more the culmination is attained because genuine faith does not come until and unless one have realization Shami Brahmananda said that you may think hey, let us have yearning faith and devotion first and then we shall begin our spiritual practice but is this is that possible can we see the day before the break of the dawn when the lord comes love devotion and faith follow him as his retinue so this is called the faith first of all our faith is too superficial today is my faith if someone comes with a strong argument then my may change my faith if someone comes with a sword in hand okay i can succumb to their faith this is not faith and this type of faith has created much trouble in the growth of spiritual life but faith has a tremendous value in spiritual life but to faith faith in whom that is the question faith in any anyone saying anything or anyone explaining anything 
that does not fall in the category of faith. It is called the blind faith. Of course, Sri Ramakrishna once ridiculed or smiled and jokingly said, Is there any faith with eyes? And is there any faith with blindness? Faith is faith. That means you believe in faith, you trust, and that is there, finished. How can there be blind faith and faith with eyes? This is the question. Faith with eyes is the faith with reason. So two important points. Faith. Our scriptures also, in Hindu scriptures it is very much emphasizes that you cannot attain anything in your life unless you have faith. But faith in whom? Not an idiot. You want to go to some destination and you want to go how to go, you ask people. When you ask people, you can go anywhere. It happens many times, probably in your life and in our lives also. I checked it. When you are driving and you say, oh, I lost the path and I want to go which direction. You ask anybody passing by. Even he does not understand your language many places. And then he says, okay, you want to go? And said, go this way. And just we go, go on and on, and, and then I find that I am gone. And then I, if you find a gene, you, you try to find, first of all, you have no GPS, you have no map. What do you, what do you, what do you go for your direction or asking? You go to a, a nearby uh, gas station, or if you find that there is a shopping mall, and some place where you feel your confidence comes, it is genuine. And then you ask and then you get the guidance. And if you follow that guidance of a genuine person, then you can reach the goal. This is our day-to-day -day experience. Faith does not mean that you go to anyone who does not know himself and gives us a direction. That will only increase our problems, not lessen. So it is faith, that's why our scriptures say, Guru Sastra Vakkeshu Otibo Vishwasa. What is faith? Faith is Otibo. Otibo means tremendous, limitless trust and faith in the words of authority. Who is the authority here? In spiritual life, who will be the authority? One authority is Guru. Another authority is the Sahastras, the scriptures. That's why it has been said so much that before you accept anyone as guru, go on testing whether he is a guru or not. Whether his life is illumined or not. Or you feel that he is a spiritual person with much testing. Ramakrishna was happy. Not normal gurus will be frightened. But Ramakrishna was happy. When Ramakrishna was in his Dakshineshwar days, you know, remember that story? And one of his disciples is sleeping in his bedroom. And when Ramakrishna at the midnight was in deep intoxicated mood, is going to the Panchavati, that Panchavati grove. And then he thought, oh, he talks about this, that big renunciation. Now probably he's going to Holy Mother. 
such, but this is human mind. This is giving us an example that what plays in our mind and what the real guru takes those challenges in what direction. And you know that. And when he went, and to his surprise he found that Holy Mother, who he was thinking that, oh, ho, ho, Ramakrishna is going to her, in a very worldly way, whereas Holy Mother is in a deep ecstasy. And her, in the moonlit night, a little of the rays of the moonlit night fell on her body and she was meditating on the covered baranda and Ramakrishna has gone to the long distance into the, into the deep place for meditation or something and then he is coming back after that. And Sri Ramakrishna didn't say anything as if he didn't know. He came back Next morning he said, Yeah, that is good. You should test. You should test your guru day and night. And then get satisfied. Here is a question. That is the greatness of Vedanta philosophy. That you can test, you can challenge, you can argue. That is the greatness of this. Our scripture says that you can challenge the Vedas. Though it is said, Vedas are inviolable truths. So every religion says inviolable truth. Quran says inviolable. Uh, Bible is an inviolable. But what is the truth then? Truth is truth which stands the onslaught of your reason. Yes, truth is truth. It is truth now. It will be truth tomorrow. It will be truth after thousands of years. It was truth thousands of years. It does not depend on your what scriptures say, books say or not. Books should only conform. That's why the very important point is that whom to have faith and should it contradict reason or it should just help you to glide through this state to the higher state. Reason is the foundation on which one should base Every day we go, we discuss whether shall I go or not. When we eat, shall I take it or no? Everywhere we put reason. Why not in spiritual life reason? Why should we give up your reason? And only say because my book says and go and do. So that is not. Here is the point is that but to have faith and trust in a person who is authority, who is a genuine person, so it is very important, our scriptures have said, Guru, in the Vedanta Sara, uh, that book, it has been mentioned, that Vishwasa, faith, is very much important, Otibo, to the extreme. It is necessary for realization of the goal, but only to the words, Bhakkeshu, on the words of the Guru and Sastra. What Guru gives you instruction? Don't take mantra before you have this type of confusion. Finish those confusions first with reason and rationality and this and that. Once you take up, you should have tremendous faith in your Guru. Just follow what has been said. Don't edit. Normally we try to edit something. Our Guru gave us mantra 
and then you go to another person, oh, shall I do this? What do you think? Shall I add like that? You add something plus. Huh? That, that, that means you have no faith and trust in the words of the Guru, the instruction of the Guru, what has been given. You think that he has just delivered, uh, misled you to something? Or, or he has given you out of love and compassion so that you come out of the bondage of the suffering of life. So this is the point to understand. So Guru Bhakko and Sastra Bhakko. Sastra means the scriptures. Scriptures, the authority. So what are the scriptures? That's why the scriptures are the, where the realization has been recorded. What are scriptures? Scriptures are but the statements after realization of the truth. After they realize the highest, they express the truth and that language is called the scriptures. But sometimes scriptures got mixed. That's a different subject because scriptures are the direct experience what a spiritual person is experiencing. And that experience is expressed through some language. That is called the scripture. But when it, this is the expression, when it comes to the mouth, naturally there are little flaws come here and there. Because expression is always limited. You cannot express everything what you feel. Even if you eat something and if you say how is the food, your expression will depend on your mental condition on your um, other circumstances. Expression is, is rather diluting the experience. So experience only if you go to that holy man and he expresses that, his, he adds to the word, word is not the only thing, they add something to the word which manifests through the personality. You will feel the presence, you will feel the tangible vibrant ex ex existence of something uh, spiritual. You see the spiritual vibration there. So that is the Shastras. And Shastras often get mixed because it is not recorded immediately. We call Vedas are very important, Upanishads are important because it has been recorded in the same way after thousands of years. You cannot change half a word of it. And it has not been recorded after 500 years, 300 years in a conference. Not in a conference call nowadays. Eh? But it has been said to the disciple and disciple chanted that, experienced that and then he, after his experience, handed down to his disciple and that is the way the wisdom has been coming down. That's why it is called the Upanishad. It is called, that's why it is called the eternal religion. It is not to glorify any religion, but it is the eternal religion, means it is the religion of you and me and everyone. It is the basic, core philosophy of our very existence. That's why it is unchangeable, absolute, beyond time, space and position. But when it comes through the language, through the expression, always it gets defiled. So, that's why the we find that in the Upanishads. What are the Shastras? Shastras will be the boldest declaration. Vedas, Upanishads. What they say? Srinanta Vishve Amritasya Putra 
आये धामानी दिव्यानितस्तु मेदाहमीतं पुरुषं महान्तम् आदित्यवर्णम् तमोशापरस्तात् तमेबो विदित्वा उत्तिमृत्तुमेति नान्यपंथा विद्यते आयोनायो नान्यपंथा विद्यते आयोनायो नान्यपंथा विद्यते आयोनायो दिस ग्रेटेस्ट डिक्लेरेशन सामीजी विवेकानंदो कोटेड दिस इन दिस कंट्री इन वन और टू प्लेसेस सिंधुमंतुबिश्वे ये हियर हुएबार इन द होल कास्मस हुएबार इस देयर अमृतस्वपुत्रा ये वर्ज चिल्ड्रन ऑफ डिवाइन द सेम स्पार्क ऑफ डिविनिटी इज इन यू नॉट इट इज आई एम स्पेशल एंड यू आर ऑल सीनर्स एंड यू आर ऑल गोइंग टू हेल इट इज इक्वल स्पार्क इट इज मी इन यू एंड एवरीवन अमृतस्वपुत्रा व्हाट इस सामीजी सेड व्हाट इस कॉल ऑफ़ द सेजेस Amritasaputra, what a great honor to humanity, telling that you are the child, you are the immortal son of immortal bliss. You are all the children of immortal bliss. Immortal bliss is your inherent capability. And what he is saying next? First declaration, Vedahamitam. I have realized that. It is not saying something, hey, you will have a good time, you try it, you will get it, and like that. Not that advice. Bedo aham etam. I have realized that. Bedaham etam. Purushang mahantam. That mahantam, the great. Purusha. The eternal reality. And which, what that reality? Aditya varnam. That effulgent light. That effulgent truth, which is tamasaparastat, beyond the dark veil of ignorance. The trace of ignorance is not there. I have realized that. And you, the children of immortal bliss, I tell you, the path, and that, that is the only path to know that truth within, which is beyond all darkness. There is no other way of getting out of the problems of life or the sufferings of life. See, this is called, you have to trust this statement. You see, even we chanted, you could feel the spirit behind the words. We, saw, we say so many talks with so many words. But when I chanted the words, you can feel what is the force acting behind. That is the power of realization. And that we have to trust. That we have to believe. And then follow their dictate. That's why he said, you know Anna Pantha, there is no other way out. I have known this way, and you is the same reality, and you will have to follow the same path, the path of eternal wisdom. So these are called the sages, and these are the great scientists in the research of Atma Jnana. Sami Premeshanand used to say that our Vedanta society, our Ramakrishna order, is a Brahma Vidya Research Institute. Is it a good word? Brahma Vidya. The Vidya means the wisdom, the knowledge of the Brahman, the Absolute. 
And that research is done here. Your meditation, your prayer, your asking for the question, challenging every uh, vision's experiences, whether it is a hallucination, whether it is right, whether it is wrong, how to match it, whether it is perfect, does it match with the experience of other scientists? Oh, what is, does it contradict reason or it follows the reason and it reaches above reason? So this is called the Brahma Vidya Research Institute. <laughs> so we are all students of Brahma Vidya Research. Huh? What, a, what a pride, I feel proud to think that way. It is a research institute. It is not that someone have attained and achieved some result and I will have to just only go on uh, singing and dancing and going to heaven. No, it is to be done here and now. And that is the way this process is to be taken, by following the path. So these sages, what they did, they found the tremendous joy, overwhelmed, overwhelming joy, and they possessed with the unspeakable peace and joy in their life, and calls us to be awakened into that spirit. Are you all feeling a little hot? <laughs> Who can help us to reduce the heat? <laughs> there is nobody probably. Here is something. You can, don't pull it so down then we shiver again. <laughs> so, that is why the scriptures have described that otivo vishasa. It is Tremendous faith. Tim, tremendous faith is necessary to, in the words of the sages and, okay, if you cannot do, do the fan here. Try the fan here. So, so, so this is the prerequisite. So you know, just do the right side. Yeah. It, it seems it's working. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so this is the faith. Faith is prerequisite to spiritual life. If you have no faith in the Guru or the scripture, whom will you follow? Those who say, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in this, that, that. You believe in something else. You believe the fraudulent words of idiots and you don't believe the people who have realized the truth and have no self-interest. They don't seek money. This sages, if we read the Upanishads, hmm? those Upanishads gives us joy even now, today. They don't claim any uh, money or what you call the intellectual property, that what is called? Yeah. So, so royalty, they are not asking for royalty, they are not asking for anything, but they are saying, this is the way I realize the truth, I attain to the highest joy, you also please do that. But we don't trust them. But we trust everyone, you invest money, <laughs> you get some guidance sometimes, and you put the money and it goes. <laughs> But still we go and trust them, because uh, what can we do? Things are beyond our hand. 
But this is a sure thing that they have realized truth and they say that it is you can also do. So this is called the prerequisite. This faith is very important for a student who wants to experiment the spiritual truths in the laboratory of life, following the footsteps of these great spiritual scientists. Like who are these? Ramakrishna, Rama, Krishna, Buddha, Christ, Ramakrishna. And the latest is Ramakrishna, the great scientist is Sri Ramakrishna, who took the challenge of Swami Vivekananda, because we like him, because others we don't hear that that many challenges have been put. Ramakrishna, uh, Vivekananda is going and saying that you are crazy. Uh, you, are, you are mesmerized by something else. Uh, you, your brain deludes you like that. So people go for that and we can understand, yes, I have also some doubt like that. Uh, many religious people uh, behave in such a way, it appears to be a crazy behavior. Yes, Ramakrishna was also crazy. But his craziness is a different type of craziness. And that craziness will come to one who is going to realize God now. He will not an, he'll, he'll be not an exception. There is a song uh, that is sung in the Mother's Puja. Pabina khepa maere khepar moto na khepile Shian pagal buchki bagal kajhavina se rupole Pabina shama maere You won't get Mother Shama unless he will become mad. <laughs> Uh, not that type of madness where one hand is kept for this our self-interest and another hand I'm saying God, God, that way. <laughs> Dancing with both arms up. You know the story of Ramakrishna? Uh, one lady went to a um, uh, friend's house and they were having some silken thread and they used to weave something, good dress like that, sarees and things. So when he went and she was very much attracted to a ball of uh, silken uh, thread. So she uh, took one ball and put it in, in her armpit. And this, the friend lady understood that she has stolen some pieces of the <laughs> ball of uh, silken ball. So she also made a trick. Uh, we, 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 we two friends have joined together after a longer time. So let us do now have some dance. <laughs> so the friend started dancing with one hand off and one <laughs> holding the <laughs> ball of silken thread. Then the, the friend says, why uh, my friend you are doing with one hand off? Let us raise two hands off. <laughs> so that is called total madness. Eh? not with any selfish motivation to hide something, to keep something. This God-realization is not possible to that type of calculative mind. That is the point. So that is the, that is the urge. So it is, Sri Ramakrishna says, that is the latest incarnation, what I say, latest scientist, because he took the challenge of Swami Vivekananda and faced, and he took Swami Vivekananda for six years until he accepted Sri Ramakrishna. That is called, and that's why he became his messenger all over the world. It is Ramakrishna spoke through Vivekananda's mouth all over the world. 
what Ramakrishna did spiritual sadhana, it would have been wiped out and forgotten from the world until this type of student who is very sincere wants to know the truth, argue it, question it, doubt it, but for knowing the truth. And that he did. And that's why what he understood, we are getting the uh, fruits of his understanding and the whole world is getting benefit of that. So this is the challenge and that challenge would be as a, as a result that challenge Swami Vivekananda brought this message of harmony of religion to the world. Brought this message of again the Upanishadic truth as I have chanted just now. The divinity in each soul. We are all divine in our essential nature. This message was forgotten from the world. He brought it. He brought the concept of identifying and feeling the oneness with everyone. And also, he wanted to guide us in the same way that you live. You have a tremendous faith in your own path. But you have to go beyond and also respect others' path. Swami Vivekananda's beautiful statement is there that he said, there is in this world, I want to lead mankind. What a big, powerful word. I am not, I forgot the entire quote. But he says, I want to lead the man, he, mankind where the, there is no Vedas, no Bible, no Quran. But that is to be done through the practice of Bible, Vedas and Quran. And he gets emphasis that you should have your tremendous faith and trust in your path. You should not change your path. But at the same time, you should respect. As your ideal, you meditate. And you will have to respect others who are habit, having their ideal meditation on meditation. So this, this is the, all this message has been brought by him. So that is the great benefit we got out of Vivekananda's questioning and arguing. So then what is the position of reason? This is the position of reason. Believing whatever book says does not appeal to a rational mind. Believing in sacred books have created great disturbances and huge bloodshed in the world. The so-called, what is called the blind faith, where there is no value of any reason at all, and where there is only condemnation. These have destroyed the peace of the world. If you can say any single word against my religion, I can be violent, I can kill you, and also get a good reward from God to go to heaven and have all the sensual fine joys vanish. And if you question how come it's possible? You are going to the eternal joy and you are thinking of the sensual level of joy? No. You cargo my religion? How dare you do? There comes the value of reason. This type of faith, this is not faith actually, but this type of faith because you have no position of reasoning there. It has brought so many catastrophes in the lives of millions. 
who do not believe in the doctrines and dogmas preached by one religion or the other. They have stunted the growth of the peaceful and harmonious and joyful living here on earth. This unrestrained power have deluged the world with the blood and human sufferings again and again. So you cannot question my book because every word is the word of the Lord, God, and one God. Muslims will say, only one God, Allah, and it is coming down through the Prophet only, who is called Muhammad. Now, parallelly, the Christians will say, this is the message of the Lord, his son, and this Bible is the only truth. Everything is unacceptable there. Hindus will stand, will say, my scripture says this, this is the way, the truth is only this much. So whatever you don't believe, then you are going to hell. So where we stand now? A rational mind cannot stop here, cannot think that that is the end of our understanding. They get confused. And there comes the question of rational thinking. And there comes the question of questioning. Questioning for knowing the truth. Not questioning for argument for argument's sake, but argument for knowing the ultimate truth. So what is the truth? If you say truth, is the truth will depend on the physical power, who will be having the sword in hand, or faith will, truth will be there which is beyond all the domain of this littleness, pettiness, selfishness, ignorance and other things where the light of the self will be the dominant light, giving peace and harmony to the person who realizes and giving it to the people who are around. So this is very important point to meditate upon. Faith, it's tremendous, wonderful side of liberating a person from bondage. Ramakrishna had the faith. Ramakrishna is to cry, Mother, you are there. Faith, conviction. And not only faith, if you are there, why you are keeping yourself away from me? And cry and weep. Spend days and nights sleeplessly and only giving, crying to have the vision. And you can feel what a tremendous agony he felt that he was going to kill himself with a sword in hand. Faith. And that faith you see that gave the illumination and which illumination is benefiting us all. Now in the whole world whether people know the name of Ramakrishna or not. But sensible people are all taking the values what has been presented by through the life of Ramakrishna. Which have been forgotten in the past in the, in the books of the sages. It was hidden in the forest. But that was broadcast by, not by message, not by reading books, but by the realization of the truth. So this is the result of tremendous faith. 
Sabari in the Ramayana, we find that she was waiting for Rama. Trust and faith in the Guru's word. Guru was Matanga, sage Matanga. And the sage Matanga, when he died, he told this girl, she was very young then, she is a tribal girl, and then she was told, you do your practice every day and live here. One day the Lord of the universe will come and you will be blessed by his presence. He, she had the faith, tremendous faith. What faith? Day. He, she did not question Guru's words. Matanga says, finished. This type of faith is the product of a very pure heart. You cannot gain and bargain and purchase it by $10. It is not that faith. As Swami Brahmananda says, as you progress in spiritual life, your faith and conviction will be deeper and deeper. So, Shabari, what happened? She was a girl, young girl, gradually Guru died, but Guru's instructions she followed every day. And waiting and waiting, how many days waiting? She became very old and she was tottering on the stick. And that time also she is following her Guru instructed and waiting in the heart. The Lord will come one day. Lord will come one day. And, and it happened. Rama, the Lord of the universe, went into the exile. We see the exile of Rama is very tearful and very painful. But when God comes, every action is important for the good of humanity. How many people were saved by Rama's exile period? Got illumination and freedom. Sabari is one example. There are other sages also. So, at least Rama appeared before eh, Sabari. Faith! The faith is so powerful. There is a story that Rama and Hanumana. Hanumana was Rama's devotee. Hanumana thought Rama is God, is faith. And what happened? Hanumana was building, bringing big boulders and pieces of stone and throwing, saying, Jai Ram, holy, great name of Rama, and throwing his stone. And when they thrown into the water, by the name of glory of Rama, the, the stones started floating. That's why the bridge was built over which Rama had to walk. Rama had to walk over the bridge. But faith in his name and faith in him created a bridge where the boulders are floating in the water. It's, it's, it, is, it is too much um, imagination maybe. But yes, it is true. There is type of stone, maybe I do not know it, which is some, some, something is special there so that it floats. Anyhow, but the story goes that when he wanted to do that, it dropped. <laughs> Rama wanted to throw a stone. It says the stone went down. <laughs> because he's so humble, he does not think I am somebody. So in his name, nothing happened. <laughs> But when Hanumanji thought, Rama, the Lord of the universe, huh, and I am doing his work, so glory be to the name of the Lord Rama, and then throw it. 
and then the stones were floating in the water. So there are different, many stories about the faith and conviction which comes. And as one moves, you know, their face beams with joy. They don't become selfish anymore. They are, they, they are for the good of humanity only. They cannot take a soul to kill anyone. But faith, when not understood in the proper sense, then it goes in the wrong direction. That only will create trouble and slaughtering and cleaning and dogmas and doctrines and these, all these nonsense things comes over there. But spirituality is something is grounded on the strong ground of faith. So to eradicate this irrational thinking, which faith sometimes deludes, there is the position of reason, the rationality of reason. It is true that the ultimate truth cannot be fathomed by the reason. True, you may say, if we reason, you go on reasoning, reasoning, reasoning. How much you can go? Swami Vivekananda says, as far as you move with your reason as your tool, this is also within the reason, reason realm of this world, the duality. Because you can rationalize only up to certain limit. How much your brain can go? How much you can think? You cannot think the infinite. If you think of the infinite, then it is not infinite. Come to the logic. What you think that object should be small, you should be big. That's why you can think. If the object is so big, beyond the scale of your unit of scale is your buddhi, intellect, how can you fathom that? How can I try to measure, this is my common example I give, how can I measure the distance from here to sun taking one foot scale? Okay, one foot, two foot, two, three feet, four feet, go on measuring to the sun. It is impossible to measure the distance from here to sun by the foot scale. So infinite cannot be measured by the limited brain. So there is the faulty side of intellect. But at the same time, it is to be understood that we cannot but help to take the advantage of this intellect. So truth is beyond range of our reason, but it is not and never contradictory to the truth. We have to take this point very carefully. Truth will, that's why you see, today's all the scientific discoveries coming out, whether in the field of your physics, or in the astronomy, or in different, in the microbiology and other areas, all experts are there, they can give talks one day here. They can tell us that this, whatever is new thing coming out in the science and all these discoveries, it is not contradicting what has been spoken in the Upanishads and the religion of eternal religion, which is called the Vedas and Upanishads. That is the beauty of it. Reason cannot go there, but it will not be a mind where reason has not developed. Two things look alike, where reason is not developed and the person standing beyond the reason. Two looks the same. Ramakrishna used to stand in which level? Intellect not developed? My God, Vivekananda-like person, reading the, all the Western philosophies, Kant, Hegel, these, that, and arguing and struggling day and night, failed. 
reason, 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 go. Huh? There is a place, give a touch, boom. Gone, in, gone into the transcendental state of experience, penis. Where is your intellect? Then the same Vivekananda started crying, oh, oh, what did you do? I have my mom, I have my dad. Huh? It, that, that means his reason was there. He was seeing the world palpably. He was holding his mind. He said, he has a magic power. Probably he mesmerized me today. When he, it happened that day, when he was going back, he thought. He's a man of rationality. He does not accept anything you say, eh, and you do something and I accept it. He said, oh, probably he has some magical power. That's why he has mesmerized me this way today. And I was really lost my sense there. Then again he went another day and another thing happened. Then he said, I am not that weak person. Mesmerism can, you can work on a weak mind. But that mind which is very powerful, your mesmerism will not work. So, he then understood that it is not mesmerism. It is something higher. Because he is searching for the truth. So here comes this, the scriptures. These are the vague attempt to express the truth in language. And therefore, become defiled, as Ramakrishna said. Everything has been, what has been said through the mouth, in Hindu way we say it is defiled, because you, you have expressed through the mouth. And what is inexpressible, that is the Brahman. It says, Avangmanasagocharam, it is beyond the manas, the kin and limitation of beyond manasagochara. It is beyond mind, agochara. Back, beyond speech, beyond mind, beyond intellect, beyond any expression. That is the ultimate truth. So he says that it is beyond. But there is a position only Brahman is not defiled. Everything is defiled because it has been spoken through the mouth. But only the truth that is Brahman, that is never defiled. And also Ramakrishna comes to a great help in our life. He says, in the scriptures, he is not condemning scripture. He is saying, in every scripture, there is a mixture of the sand and the sugar. What is sand and what is sugar? Naturally, first point is that there is sand and sugar. In every religion, there is, in every textbook of the text, there is. See, in Vedas also. There are karma kandas, there are jnana kandas, there are so many rituals you do, you go to heaven, you go to this, you get this power, all are mentioned. But also the highest truth of the absolute realization is mentioned there. So, it says a mixture of the ultimate truth is one. So, shastras, every scriptures, every scripture, you read the Quran even, see how many saints Sufi saints have been created out of Quran. Look at that. You take this sugar or you take the sand. That's the point. Here you come. In Hinduism, as I said, there are karmakandas and in the karmakanda limit, there are tremendous differences of, of having only worldly things of enjoyment and uh, achievements like that. But spirituality is something higher than that. 
So there is sand and sugar. And what is the sugar part? Sugar part is the eternal truth. Sugar part is God is all love, compassion. And you reach there, you'll be blessed. You get out of your littleness, pettiness. All religious people will be talking about that, who have achieved that grain and who have expressed the truth. See, you read Rumi, you read Ramakrishna as you read Rumi. You read St. Francis of uh, Assisi. You read uh, other Christian mystics. You read the Buddhists who have achieved the Nirvana. You will see their voice is the same. Eternal message is the same. And there you find Ramakrishna jokingly said, and the jackals. This realized people are like jackals, if you can just, in one sense you can compare. And the jackals howl the same way in America as in India, as in Russia, as in New Zealand. Because the jackals are born different places, but their howling is the same. So similarly, the realized souls may born anywhere in the world. Ramakrishna was a rustic man. He didn't have sophisticated language, but he used the jackal in instance. But that's a wonderful example, no? So the question is that the truth is unchangeable. Truth is one. Truth is beyond time, beyond all comparison, beyond all limitation. That is sugar part given by all religions. That's why Swami Vivekananda said, every religion has great thing to contribute to the world civilization. Every country has there something great to offer to the world civilization. It is a common living together. So that is the point. So he says that there is this type and another is the other thing. Other thing is conforming to the contemporary time when Christ came in a contemporary situation. There are certain factors. When Buddha came, there are contemporary. Muhammad came, Contemporary situation was something. And that contemporary situation, you have to, the, the, these great people by their life show how to handle the problems of the modern time. But eternal truth is to be kept in a, in a precious bottle. That's why the word comes, the old wine in a new bottle. In spiritual life, that is very important. The old wine, the truth is the same old. But it is put into the another bottle, which will be fitting to the modern time. Ramakrishna gave another example. The coin, which was of the Muslim era, will not be valid in the British era. And now we understand. Suppose you bring some a pound and you go into the shopping place and two pounds of um, potato or 10 pounds of potato and give that pound, no one will take it. You will have to exchange it to the modern currency. Value remains the same. Value of the pound remains the same. But it is to be converted to the modern context. So religion must have to conform, conform to the modern context. You cannot bring a religion today in this modern 21st century, the religion thousands of years. Hinduism is not like that. It has remodeled, changed, and improved, and improved, and improved. So it is to be rebottled according to the need of the time. That's why rebottled now. Harmony was in the Vedic time also. 
But this has been rebottled now by Ramakrishna. The decision of finding the divinity in each soul, respecting each one with the dignity of the divinity, was there in the Upanishads, there in the scriptures. But it has been rebottled in the life of Ramakrishna. So, these are the two types of scriptures. So, we are to understand that we must have to bring spirituality in our life and from that perspective faith and reason should go side by side. So as there is the possibility of faith leading to fanaticism, now come the weak point of rational thinking or reasoning. Reasoning is that it, as faith has created doctrines, dogmas, fanaticism, hatred, similarly there is a danger of becoming too much pandit, too much scholar. You know, too much, too much scholarly things, they day and night sit and just go on chit chat and take a snap and say, hey, this is your wrong, this is intellectually, I, I, I argue with you and I brush you out. Huh? One pandit versus another pandit. These are two pandits, you know. You go to the different universities, controversial books they write. Recent book is Kali's Child. And they write something and be, get a good name and books are published and he become a big man. Now someone, now our, one of the Swami Tagananda and our Brajaprana read a very rigorous work on years and years of work with psychology, with all these things, brought it to the picture. Yes, you are a Pandit. You have said wonderful things. But this does not conform to the life and the teachings and the what you have quoted even. He has quoted all the misquotes. They are, those are not in the Bengali gospel. But he has quoted them and explained them in his own perspective. This is the Pandit. So the Pandit, that book is available. If you are interested, you can get into the bookstore. <laughs> that respond. Response is a good book if you are interested. Yeah. How Pandit yeah. and uh, Pandit Pandit can go on. But it does, not, it does not give a little solace in the heart. You be a Pandit. You can think that uh, Ramakrishna was like a bad guy. Or he's a good guy. But it does not soothe your life. You have to practice something and follow the instruction. So reason sometimes makes people arrogant. Reason makes sometimes I am superior to you. And that's why Shankara even said, Bhagbai Khari Shabda Jhari Sastra Vakkhanu Kaushalam Tadbad Bhuktaye Natu Muktaye It is not for freedom. It is not for liberation. But scriptures are a hindrance because it pampers your ego. But, it is, but if it is, now we come to two problems and two positive side. Reason has a positive side. It does not bring misconceptions and you have the, it is like x-ray. It penetrates and sees what is wrong in which place. So reason helps the blind faith to get enlightened and give a direction. And at the same time, if it is only one-sided thing you take, each has its own defect. So what is the conclusion now? Now again Ramakrishna bottle, package. Ramakrishna package is, it is reason and faith put together. 
you should have to use both tools. The reason is, I give this example before also, that reason is like, faith is like, is grease. It makes the mobility easier. That's why fanatics are created so quickly. If you are given some fanatic idea, it takes only 15 days to put something in fanatic idea. You are a follower of this religion, you do this and you will go to heaven. And whatever you do, you will get a reward. We know religion should be, you should not harm anyone. Even in your thought, you should not think of ill of anybody. But thought can be given into your brain to say, you do whatever you do and you go to heaven. This is the weak point. It's grease. It is like they, in your car, you put the gas pressure. Car speeds up. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. You go to Germany. Then you go. Eh, the Swami was driving me. And he said, hey, you drive what? You're only 60, 70. We don't go for that. And boom, boom, boom. And there is no limit of... Eh, no one is giving a ticket. Anyway. <laughs> So point is that it is grease. It is, it, is, it is the mobility of the movement. But point is that if you are reckless and your hands are off and steering is not there, not no control on the steering, yes, it may go to the road. If you get a guru, sadguru, and you really steer the right way, then you reach the goal quickly, faster. That's true. It's mathematical truth. But if you have no hands free, and the steering is free. That is the reason. If you don't hold on to that, it may hit any direction. What is the control? So here is, comes our point. The faith has its value. Reason has its value. Minus faith has its defect. Minus reason has its defect. So make a blending in our life, the faith and reason so that we can couple, we can match together in our life and we can make a spiritual journey very peacefully, joyfully and very scientifically following the instruction of the Guru, following the instruction of the scriptures. Whatever scripture you follow, follow it. But respect others also. If you say, my faith is my Christ, my faith is my Ramakrishna, he has his faith, he has his isto, he has his goal. Or she had her goal. Respect that. Honor that. Free. Allow them to do as you are allowed to do. So you allow them to do also the same way. So this is the balance of reason and faith which is very much needed in this age and otherwise the world's future is not very uh, bright it seems. Let us pray for that and particularly pray for that not only in the level of in the uh, outside society's situation, let it come into our life. We become better example in the life. We have to exercise our reason. We have to exercise our faith and not to give up one at the cost of other or one for the other. But we should be very serious in our spiritual practices. Eh? Giving values, equal values to reason and faith and make a better world. Thank you all. Om Tejoshi Tejomai Dehi Birjamasi Birjangmai Dehi Balamashi Balamai Dehi 
ओजोसि ओजो मयि देहि मन्योरसि मन्यं मयि देहि सहोसि सहो मयि देहि ओम शांति 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 इफाल्जन पावर आर दाउ फिल मी विथ पावर वैलर आर दाउ फिल मी विथ वैलर स्ट्रेंथ आर दाउ फिल मी विथ स्ट्रेंथ वाइटल एनर्जी आर दाउ फिल मी विथ वाइटल एनर्जी रिजॉल्व अगेंस्ट रॉन्ग आर दाउ फिल मी विथ रिजॉल्व फॉर्टीच्यूड आर दाउ फिल मी विथ फॉर्टीच्यूड ओम पीस 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 पी एंड टू असॉल्व